Listener Production. Okay, here we go. How do we do this? What? <laughs> <laughs> what do I say? Take it away, my dulcet toned Adonis. Um. Hello and welcome to Just the Gist, a weekly-ish podcast in which Rosie Waterland and I, Jacob Stanley, give you just the gist of what you need to know about a topic we think you'll find interesting enough to share at a dinner party. And just like last year, we're kicking 2022 off with a breaking news bonanza. And just like that. (laughs) Oh, God, that show is bad. Are you still watching? (laughs) Of course. Oh, yay. Of course I've watched everyone. Woke moment. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Jay Diaz. Oh, Jay Diaz. (laughs) Hello. I'm in a rom-com. Oh, God, no. (laughs) And like justice for Steve. Yeah. Um. We're back. Yay, we're back. We've um, been on a nice long break. Yeah, which doesn't feel like very long to me. Well, I mean, it's been a month. We first, we last recorded just before Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, I know we had taken time off when I was in hospital last year, but that wasn't exactly a break. Mm. So we needed a break. Yeah. So we've had a few weeks off and now we're back. Yeah. January is always such a nothing month, but this year in particular, because everything was cancelled, every day felt like Groundhog Day, just the same day over and over again. So feels like the year actually starts today. Yeah, it does. The year starts today, everyone. Mm. It starts, it revolves around us. <laughs> First of Feb, we're back. Now everyone can come back. And I'm sure everyone's really excited because for Christmas they got tickets to Just the Gist Live. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have tickets yet, you better buy them because it's selling, selling, selling. Mm-hmm. It's A lot of places have sold out. Yes, and we are adding shows where we can, but we won't be able to do that indefinitely. Yeah, so we can't don't do that miss out. Always. Um, Sydney, we added, we had to add shows. Mm-hmm. Melbourne, we had to add shows. Brisbane. Brisbane, we had to add shows. Um, other places are selling like hot cakes. And there are more locations to be announced soon. Yes. The regional ones. The regional ones. Mm-hmm. But get in fast, bebes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been rehearsing our little tails off. And we have some costumes that you won't want we to miss We have some costumes that were <laughs> cost such a sickening amount of money <laughs> that when Caleb said to me, what do you want for Christmas? I said, please just contribute money <laughs> to my Just the Juice costumes. <laughs> like, we literally... and. Before, our producer, Lindsay, we were just telling her about everything we've prepared and she goes, oh, and what are the stories you're doing? And we went, what? (laughs) (laughs) Because we've thought about the costume (laughs) and we've thought about the music numbers and then we remembered this is a show where we tell stories. (laughs) (laughs) But at least we ticked those boxes, the choreo and the cozies. We've ticked the choreo, the cozies. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's a sight. To behold. Yeah. It's a sight to see. You're going to want to be there. You're going to want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that stuff that's happening in the room is only happening in the room. Mm-hmm. It won't be in the episodes because we wanted to give people who are shilling out cash to come to the show a little something just for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you're not going to hear of it on here because we probably won't want a record of it. That's right. I'm going to insist that everyone has to leave their phones at the door oh, before they enter. Oh, you're going to lock them like mm-hmm. wanky comedians do because they don't want you to, yeah. So mm-hmm. you're not going to let anyone see. Mm-hmm. <sighs> not just for secrecy, just because I'm going to be so humiliated if what we do <laughs> ends up on the internet. No way, it's going to be the best. No, people can't put it on the internet because that ruins it. Yes. That ruins it. Let's make that an, an, an unspoken rule. Yeah, if you come to the shows, film it for your own pleasure, for your own viewing pleasure. <laughs> that sounds like we're their porn. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just film it for yourself. But don't post it because don't ruin it for other people mm-hmm. who haven't seen the show yet. Yeah. I think we can all agree on yeah. that. Yeah. It'll yeah, be yeah, very yeah, poor yeah. form. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it might end up with me getting so exhausted mid-dance number that I do the Madison Avenue thing where I just sway my hips around a glass of water <laughs> on the middle of the stage, uh, I, which is a reference I can't believe you don't remember. I was not familiar until that night you told me. And Guys. I looked it up immediately. Oh, did, and it's yes. a scream. It's a scream. Does mm. anyone, I guess you'd have to be our age, who remembers at the Arias one year, Madison Avenue, who had that one song, Don't Call Me Baby, mm-hmm. I got another baby that I'll never do. 
We're just doing the podcast and I'm already singing. <laughs> That's exactly what I, I was about to say. Five minutes into the first episode of the year. Uh, um, and they performed that at the Arias and the woman who was... Was she Madison or was, I don't know. Her name was Shane or Shane. Oh, Shayanne I thought she was Madison of no. Madison Avenue. She, okay, well, anyway, Madison is singing and, like, I guess just needed a drink. Mm. God bless her. And so a little stage person put a little glass of water in front of her and then she just kind of danced around and kept bending over to drink from a glass of water in the mm. middle of her big number. And Ooh. I want to laugh, but... There but for the grace of God go I. <laughs> so, I, you know, I can't guarantee, I cannot guarantee how this is going to go. We'll have a glass prepped and ready. Um, we have to put the link to that in the show notes. We will absolutely put the link to that mm-hmm. in the show notes. Okay, so this is going to be breaking news bonanza, like yes. Jacob said, because um, we've Stuff's taken happened. such a almost a month off. There's a lot of breaking news. And we know some of you are like, breaking news is too long. Get to the story. Which is exactly how I read your messages when you say it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, (laughs) we're splitting this into two episodes Mm -hmm. so people don't get shitty. The Karens. Mm. Um, Oh, okay. And speaking of Karens, that's going to kick off my first breaking news, but not before I do. (gasps) Breaking news. Breaking news. I got the scoop. Bossy, extra, extra, read all about it. A breaking news. It's coming down the wire. Um, Okay, so of course, as traditionally we like to do, Mm. the first bit of breaking news focuses on me. Oh, of course. Obviously. Mm. Um, And it's to do with Karen's Mm. because... Over January, mm-hmm. I got off Twitter. Oh, uh-huh. I'm not on Twitter anymore. I just got sick of it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't take it. I was getting, I was spending so much time on it mm-hmm. and I was getting so caught up in things that did not matter. Like I would be sitting on the couch in such a good mood. I'd go on Twitter, see some Twitter argument from someone I don't even know, mm-hmm. then go and look at the person they were arguing with, then go and look at all the replies to that argument and the replies to that argument and uh. the replies to that argument. And 20 minutes later, I'd be so furious and taking sides in a thing that had nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Rosie, stop this. Mm-hmm. And also I have to say, I think Australian Twitter's very much um, quite like a media elite. Mm. It's all Aussie journalists and media people fighting with each other, like, and fighting with other other Aussie journalists and media people. And they're all kind of in this bubble of thinking everything on Twitter matters. And then I'll ask my sister about something that truly is the most important, biggest issue to me of the day because Mm. all the Aussie media people are going off about it on Twitter. Mm. And then I'll go to my sister, Rhiannon, who is just an everyday person, a nurse, a mum, doing her thing, Mm. and I'll be like, what do you think about this? And she'll go, what are you talking about? Mm. And she'll have no idea about it. It has no bearing on her life. She doesn't give a shit. And I really do often feel like Rhiannon is my, like, bridge into the real world. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like outside the online world, outside the media world, outside all of that kind of very online mm. discourse and nonsense. And I was like, I just want to get off Twitter. Good. And so I swapped Twitter for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and TikTok is amazing. I cannot tell you. It is like going from being yelled at all day mm. to have being at a party all day. Uh-huh. TikTok brings me so much joy. Really? And because it kind of gets what you like looking at, like by what you like and mm. what you stop to watch, it builds up this algorithm for you. So my TikTok is basically me watching Karens yell at people when people <laughs> have filmed it. Oh, okay, this I could get behind. Watching Karens yell at people. Mm. Um like movie and TV bloopers Mm. and like funny anecdotes on talk shows. That does sound like a party. That And then like cute, like kittens doing things. Mm -hmm. That is literally my whole TikTok. Uh It is amazing. I love it. I don't, I don't even miss Twitter. 
Why would you? I know. It's the best. Yeah. I swear to God, the amount of accounts on TikTok that just video Karen's yelling at people is amazing. Can you start forwarding them to me, please? Yeah, you got to get on TikTok. I'm, I'm reluctant to. Oh, are you like Caleb where Caleb's like, I don't want the Chinese spying on me. I don't even really care about that. I just don't feel the need to spend any more time on social media than I do because I try I'll to keep it fairly you all limited. The things and you'll watch them anyway. Is this what Caleb does? Do you know the amount of time I get so annoyed? Someone will send, I've already said this before, I think, someone will send Caleb a link to a TikTok thing and he'll come and say, Can I use your phone and go on my TikTok to watch it? And uh. I'm like, We live in the same house. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're spying on me. They're yeah, spying they're... on you. And also you're on Facebook. Like, mm. I can't, anyway, just get ones. Like, I've, I've got one just so I can watch things. I think I did, like, two videos with my niece and then I never did any again. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also watch funny videos of people pretending to be funny characters. So, like, Caitlin Riley does all those hilarious ones where she's the wasp mom. Mm. The wasp mom yelling <laughs> at the store clerks. <laughs> They're really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got her on Instagram. So I've always sort mm-hmm. of felt like the best of TikTok will sort of rise to the top and wind sure, up sure, on sure. Instagram. But, okay, I'm telling you now, I'm willing to open up a TikTok this year purely just so I can... Watch the Karens. Yeah. Because everyone films them now. It's the best pastime. And there's just whole <laughs> TikTok accounts devoted to, like, videos of Karens just going out of their minds over the dumbest shit. Mm. So great. And so one of the takeaways here is you're recommending to people get away from Twitter as well by the sound of it. I feel like a lot of our listeners aren't even really on Twitter, Mm. to be honest. I I, never have been. It's honestly, to me, I got on Twitter when I first started working at Mamma Mia all those years ago. Like, Mm. that was just part of my job to be on Twitter. And um, I just always kept it. And I, I don't really know anyone outside of those media circles I'm in, Mm. but was in and have been in that are really on it, like, religiously. Mm. Like, everyone's on TikTok or Instagram or, you know, the kids are on Snapchat Mm. or I don't know what the kids are on, but... um, I only got Twitter to spy on Cher and check in with her every now and then. (laughs) So she's the only person that I search for and see what she's been up to. And she mostly reposts screenshots of her tweets to Instagram. Mm. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, I I don't need to be on it. And I just... Oh, TikTok just brings me so much joy. Good. And then every fifth video is that one of Tom Holland doing the umbrella dance on Celebrity <laughs> Lip Sync. So it's that's my palate cleanser <laughs> every few videos. And that'll never get old. It'll never get old. Mm-hmm. The rule of every time you come across that video, the rule is you must stop and watch it. And it is pure joy every time. Mm-hmm. Pure joy every time. Okay, so... Uh, I, I don't quite know how to segue into this, but Glenn Maxwell. Oh. <laughs> Pure joy every time. Speaking of <laughs> Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> Glenn Maxwell found mm-hmm. guilty, guilty, guilty. X-ray, X-ray, guilty as charged. <laughs> uh, can you tell we're excited to be back? <laughs> We're so buzzed. We really are. Um, guilty as charged, Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, not sentenced yet, though. Uh-huh. So that's why, you know, there were certain things we said before we went on break. If something big happens in the Elizabeth Holmes trial or the Ghislaine Maxwell will come back, and yes, they've both been found guilty, but they haven't been sentenced. So mm. nothing super exciting has happened yet. But, yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty on most of the charges she had been charged with. Mm. I don't know all of them, but um, uh, and she's going to be sentenced. They're saying it could be like 40 years or something. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are saying in the meantime, they're going to be doing some negotiations, Mm -hmm. negotiations. I tried to shorten that like the first time. (laughs) That doesn't, why are you shortening (laughs) negotiations? They're going to be doing some negotiations. Negotiations. That sounds like balls. <laughs> <laughs> I think she knows some things. For example, they're going to be, she's not going to get nothing, mm. but they're going to be like, they're, her team are saying that she is a victim of Jeffrey Epstein also. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, she was forced to do all the things. I think that's absolute bullshit. Mm. Um, but she has, you know, a little black book, so to speak. So mm. she could give them information on, for example, Prince Andrew, mm-hmm. on, for example, Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. who spent a lot of time on 
makes left-wing people uncomfortable, but he spent a lot of time on that island and was mm. on the plane a lot. Uh, Donald Trump also was on the plane a lot. Um, uh, what's his name? The lawyer, um, Dershowitz. Alan mm. Dershowitz was, you know, there's all these people that she could possibly, to reduce her sentence, not get rid of it entirely, but reduce her sentence, they're saying that maybe that's something her team are looking to do. She's got them by the Nagotis. She's got them by the Nagotis. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't surprise me if she used that leverage, that power. Why would I mean? And I think it also wouldn't surprise me if I'm not going into conspiracy theories here. I do think Jeffrey Epstein probably just did kill himself, but it doesn't surprise me that she didn't use that information until like she was waiting until all hope was absolutely lost. Mm. And her team really did think they could get her off. And so. She, whatever information she has or had or maybe has, it, it doesn't surprise me that she hasn't used it yet and now is the time to use it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's now or never, right? Yeah, it's now or never. Yeah. Because she's like, what, 60? Almost 60. Mm-hmm. She'll die in prison if she gets 40 years. Yeah. Mm. Um, putting it out there as a request for you, I'm so uninformed when it comes to her and Jeffrey mm. Epstein. I didn't watch the documentary series. Honestly, I started trying to watch it, got about 10 minutes in and just went, I'm not Ew. ready yeah. for this. Yeah. I am um, I'm far more interested in her than in Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. Um and I've been I've had a most of an episode on her prepped for a while, but I've been waiting because I was like, don't do it until mm. she's sentenced, because then the episode can just be wrapped up in her done. Mm. So I'm waiting for her to get sentenced, which mm-hmm. I think is happening, I don't know, soon this year, sometime. Yeah, well, you're probably going to get to Elizabeth Holmes and it's a different situation for her. Oh, we talk about Elizabeth Holmes! Mm. Guilty, guilty, guilty! <laughs> oh, my God, the amount of <laughs> messages we got that day. Um, Elizabeth Holmes, guilty. Mm. Old friend of the podcast. One of the first one of the ones OGs. we ever did. One of the OGs. I've been obsessed with her since forever. Um, guilty, but... Not on all charges. She was found guilty of the fraud charges, so of basically lying to people to get them to invest. Mm. But she wasn't found guilty of defrauding customers, so the people who got blood tests and were given incorrect information, which that pissed a lot of people off that that was something she wasn't found guilty of. But, I mean, the podcast that I listened to, there's... um, Bad Blood, The Next Chapter. Yeah, and and The the dropout. Dropout. And they both kind of indicated that the prosecutors didn't really have enough to get her on those Mm. charges anyway, so it would have been hard for the jury to find her guilty on those. But the one she has been found guilty of, um, I think it's something like up to 27 years she's looking at Mm. if all the counts are put together. And I've heard so many different things about Some people are like, she'll definitely get jail time. Mm. And I've heard other lawyers say, to be honest, she's so rich, Mm. so she can afford to, like, they're going to appeal and then appeal again and then appeal again and then appeal again. And during that time, she's out of prison. Um, And so her sentencing might not take place for years. Mm. And by the time it does, I've heard lawyers saying they think she might get, like, given a fine Mm. and, like, you know, three to five years suspended, yeah. which means you don't go to prison unless you break the law in that three to five years. Mm. Which I think that's, I don't think she's going to ever go to jail. I'm inclined to believe you, yeah. I, I mean, currently her sentencing is scheduled for September. But they're going to appeal and that will put it off. And not just the fact that they're going to appeal, but also Sunny Balwani is going to go to trial. And uh-huh. she's now in a position, having been found guilty, that she's just going to do everything she can to try to make him look super guilty mm. as Which well, especially of the charges she was not found guilty on. Like in the whole, in her whole trial, their main, one of their main defences was Sunny Balwani, her partner, romantic partner and business partner, mm. was abusive and making her do those things. Mm. She was under his control mm. is her, is was their, you know, yeah. um, what they alleged. And so... That ended up not carrying a lot of weight for the, the jury, the which jury was The jury did say in interviews that they just didn't even, they were like, no. Not relevant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Not listening. Yeah. Um, and you know what I found super interesting is that, because um, those two podcasts we just mentioned, The Dropout and Bad Blood Next Chapter, 
managed to interview some jury members mm. and um, they said that um, they had a system um, where they graded all the witnesses as most trustworthy to least trustworthy and they found her the least trustworthy yeah. of everyone on the stand. So they weren't seeing through her bullshit, mm. which I find really interesting because they put her on the stand and I think she has the kind of ego where they were like, she'll win them over. Mm-hmm. She did this whole thing because of her incredible ability to win people over mm. and to her charisma, like, kind of manipulates people. And the jury were just like, no. Because mm. she couldn't, she was, she could not answer to some things yeah. because you can't when you've broken the law. Like, you can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they said they just didn't really, they, it might have even been smarter to not put her on the stand, to be Probably. honest. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her performance was so manufactured yes. based on the descriptions they gave. Um, this is the first time I've ever followed a court trial in my really? life. Yeah. Mm. Never done it before. So that's why I was sending you messages like, is it always this sloppy? Like, are they always finding out that people are playing Sudoku oh, yeah. when so they're many, in the jury box? How many jurors? Like, I think one fell asleep and, oh no, apparently none fell asleep. Like, it was so funny to me when the reporters were like, none of them fell asleep. Mm. Like, that was like really impressive. Yes. <laughs> Big what? tick for them. All stayed <laughs> does that, awake. Does that happen a lot? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one got busted for playing Sudoku. One was um, about two days in. And this kind of indicated to me that very early on they the jury thought she was guilty mm. because about two or three days in, a woman said, said to the judge, I'm sorry, I'm a Buddhist mm. and I can't send someone to prison. Mm. And it was like, oh, so you're already thinking of sending her to prison. Mm. But then they kept her. Well. Yeah, um, the judge asked that she remain on the jury, and apparently all her other jurors had a lot of praise for her. Yeah, they but she applauded was really her. Fair. She had so much integrity. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't. I don't think she's going to end up in prison. I think it's going to. They're going to drag it on and on, and she'll get a fine. Yep. And she's in married into a billionaire family, so they'll pay that. They'll sneeze it out of their butthole, yeah. like it won't be anything. Still so wild to me that they want to have any association with her at all. Well, I mean, there is this narrative that she was this genius wonderkind mm. who just got who had a really noble goal to make healthcare better and more affordable for everyone, and that she like got in with the she didn't have a head for business and she got in ring in with the wrong business people who screwed her over. Mm. And so if you're looking at that narrative, you're like, this kid is a genius who wants to make the world a better place and some people manipulated her and ruined it. But you scratch past that veneer and... I know. And you know what's so crazy to me? That the concept of Theranos as a whole isn't even needed in Australia Mm. because we have free healthcare. Mm. Like the whole thing, like, because I remember they were like, it's so noble, like, because if you only get a pinprick of blood. We can make these tests so much cheaper. And I remember um, they, uh, I don't know if it was in the documentary um, about her or I don't know where I saw it, but they had a price list of like, this is what the prices are. And Mm. it was like, you know, herpes test, like $23, um, like blood sugar test, $30, um, hepatitis test, $20, pregnancy test, $20, $20, and they were like, this is so much cheaper. And I was like, I've never paid for a blood test in my mm. life. In Australia, you go to the doctor and they're like, you need, which is free, mm. and then the doctor says, you need a blood test, go down the hall, and you go down the hall and they take your blood and that's, you don't pay anything. Yeah. So the concept, like, it was like, why was she, they're like, she's a hero of the medical field. And it's like, but if she was in this country, we would be calling her a sick profiteer for charging us at all. Yeah, right. Isn't that weird? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything about the United States healthcare system is weird. Like, you know what's wild to me? So I was in the emergency room a few weeks ago for... I, I, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what I thought happened. I had intense stomach pain, mm. the likes of which I have never... It was like a period cramp times 1,000. And it hit really suddenly and I was like bent over in pain. I, I didn't understand what was happening. And Caleb and I called my sister, Rhiannon, who's a nurse, and she said, look, you should probably just go to the emergency mm. room. And on the way, I, you know when you're in pain or like when you're going to vomit or you're just out of your mind? Yep. So we're in the car driving to the emergency room. And I said, Caleb, Caleb, 
what if I'm like one of those girls from Dolly? And he went, what the fuck is Dolly? And I was like, the magazine, the magazine. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, what if I'm one of those girls who's going into labor and I never even knew I was pregnant? I was like, like the pain was so bad. I thought I was going into labor. Like I was like, I'm fat. There'd be no way of knowing. I could have a baby in there. We wouldn't know the difference. We don't know. I was like, this, this could be contractions. Am I having contractions? Like I was freaking out. And Kayla's like, Rosie, you're not pregnant. You had your period like two weeks ago. I was like, ah, sometimes you still get it. Like I was out of my mind. He drops me at the emergency room. They don't let him in because of COVID. Mm. And I, like, I, they immediately came, they immediately brought me a wheelchair. They, t- like, it wasn't like one of the, I didn't have to wait. Like I clearly looked bad. Mm. They took me right in. They took me right into a bed. A doctor came and just like immediately gave me morphine. Mm. He was like, here you go. And I was like, ah, (laughs) I was like, I guess I'll go home. (laughs) Like I felt I just was. And it's not, morphine's weird because it's not, a nurse came and said, are you feeling like, has the pain gotten any better? And I said, I don't think so. I think I just care less Uh because it just makes you feel a bit drunk. Mm. I, I don't know. So anyway, but it was this really bad pain and they couldn't work out what it was. And so that night I was in the emergency room. They took me for a <coughs> vaginal ultrasound. Uh, I don't know why. I'm allowed to say vaginal. Yes, you are. Vaginal ultrasound. They um, took me for a CAT scan, mm-hmm. which is where you get in that full-on machine around mm-hmm. you. Um, they kept giving me drugs because I was in a lot of pain. Um, then in the morning I... Uh, then they checked me in, so then I got taken up to a room. So mm. I was, like, checked in. Checked in? Admitted. Okay. It's not a hotel. <laughs> Admitted. So I got taken because they didn't know what it was. They didn't want to send me home. Like, they, you know, they were just trying to rule everything out. And um, and then I got taken up, and then in the morning I had to get a different kind of ultrasound because they thought it might be my gallbladder. And um, then they they figured out what it was. I had a twist in my bowel. Mm. Which, because they ruled everything else out, and because I've had abdominal surgery before, they were like, "It this can happen," mm-hmm. and you know, it most likely if it's not hurt, because I was not. I asked them to stop giving me the painkillers because I it made me feel a bit quite like sick. Mm-hmm. So I'd stopped taking the painkillers by that point. So they were like, "You would be feeling it again if it was still hurting." Um, so it's probably just twisted back, like that can happen. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like, this is very boring, boring, boring. The point of the story is um, they were like, you know, what we can do now is take you for a thing where they stick the camera through your bowels and like have a look. And they said, but we probably don't have time to do that until tomorrow or the next day. So you'll have to be in hospital for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a COVID Petri dish. Get me. I said, do I really have to stay here for that? And they were like, no, you can go home and come back and get that done on your own time. Mm. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll just go home and do that. So I left. I went home. And um, But my point is I literally went to the emergency room, got admitted, had a not a CAT scan, a PET scan. I think mm. it was a PET scan, a vaginal ultrasound, a gallbladder ultrasound, and they were going to do the endoscopy and they were going to admit me for like two or three more days. Mm. And do you know how much it costs? Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's free. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's free. Mm-hmm. We don't pay for any of that here. Like literally nothing. In the Like when I left the next day, they were like, okay, good luck. Someone will call you to check in in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Free, 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 mm-hmm. people. That's how it should be. Absolutely it should. And, like, I hate to think that in the US people would have pain like I did that night and wouldn't go to hospital because they'd be like, if I go to hospital tomorrow I will be $30,000 in debt. Mm -hmm. It's sick. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. So wrong. And I don't know if it's the same here as it is in the UK, but I was blown away. There was one time I had to go to the hospital quite urgently while I was in London Mm. and they sorted me out with everything that I needed and they did scans because they thought I'd broken a bone and blah, 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 blah. And I seriously thought, oh, my God, this is going to cost a lot. I'm just going to have to claim all this on my insurance because I was in a foreign country. And they were like, oh, no, you don't owe us a cent. Yeah. Bye. That that, is the way it should be. That episode of 30 Rock where... um. Uh, Jack Donaghy and Elizabeth Banks give birth in Canada over the border (laughs) and they're like, where do we pay our bill? And they're like, oh, no, it's all taken care of. And they were like, excuse me, we will be paying like Americans. (laughs) It's like, it's free, dummies. Like it should be. Mm -hmm. 
The craziest medical fact about the US to me, something I never forgot after I saw it was... um, so uh, that's another thing people put up on TikTok. They're crazy hospital bills in the US uh-huh. after they get them. And one woman had given birth and when she got the bill back, she sh- saw that they'd charged her $800 for skin-to-skin contact, which is just after you give birth, they take the baby and put it on your chest, mm-hmm. let you hold it for a minute, and then they take it and clean it and blah, blah, blah. They call that skin-to-skin contact and they charge you $800. How do they justify that? They just do. Because their system is so broken. Insurance companies pay for everything. Mm. So hospitals just try and charge as much as they can. It's disgusting. I know. Mm. It's sick, man. I highly recommend it. And it would probably even be super outdated by now, but it still gives you an idea. The um, Michael Moore documentary, Sicko. Sicko, yeah. Which is pretty old now, so it's probably even worse now. Mm. But watching that documentary blows your mind about, and it just makes you feel... Sorry, guys, in the US or people, places where there's no universal healthcare, it mm. makes you feel so lucky to be in a country that has free healthcare. Yeah. I mean, and we're not perfect in Australia. We're not. There's lots of things that we charge for, and I'd say you'd certainly get better care in Australia if you have money. But the point is, um, if you need to go to the emergency room or you need, mm. if there's anything, if you are in some kind of emergency situation, everything's paid for. Yeah. We are not. Like in Sicko, there were stories of workmen being asked which of their five fingers they would choose to keep because their insurance would only pay to sew two back on. Oh, it's hard to watch. That just would not happen yeah. here. That w- and it would be a national outrage news story mm. if that happened to someone here. How do we get onto this topic? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Glenn Maxwell and somehow I made that about myself. Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, Elizabeth oh that Holmes she wouldn't have even been relevant here. Exactly. Yeah, because she's a product of her environment. Because we don't charge for blood tests anyway. Mm. Anyway, lucky we decided to make these two separate episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you and I haven't talked in a while, so we've got a lot to say. Um, Robert Durst. Bobby Durst died. Oh. Bobby Durst. <laughs> done an episode on him. I know. The time's gone. I think a lot of people feel like we've done an episode on him because we've we got a him. lot of people notifying us. Um, And I've been trying to get Caleb to watch the documentary with me because I know he oh, would really love like it. it. I know he would really like it, but Caleb's weird. He only ever wants to watch Rick Stein. <laughs> um, oh, he does like Ozark. And uh, Do you watch Ozark? No. Oh, the new season. Oh, my God. Guys, people who have watched all of part uh, season four Part one, oh, my God, oh, my God, the last scene, oh, my God. Anyway, um, yeah, Bobby Durst died. So he's mm. from the documentary. The Jinx. The Jinx, where he went. Wait. Um Yeah, do an episode on him. We, we really should do an episode on him, actually, because um, The Jinx is quite a long documentary and that's what we're here for, just exactly. the gist. We, we can, can summarise it. Summarize it. Um, but he finally got found guilty mm. and then they were investigating him finally for his ex-wife who he, well, I mean, he's dead, so who cares, mm. who he killed in like the 70s. They'd opened that investigation and I don't know, I guess he just... It was covid he died of COVID. Yeah. Oh, mm. There you go. And like all throughout the trial. And it, oh, he was sick. Yeah, 78 or like something. When like when they had footage of him at that last court appearance, he looked bad. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love that the last public quote any of us got from him was like, probably shouldn't have done that documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got found guilty because his ego was so, I can do the Adele interview. Uh-huh. I can do this documentary and not dob myself in. Mm-hmm. No, you can't, dummy. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, so I that- will say, though, to his credit, yeah. maybe we should save this for that episode. Sure. He managed to get through 20 hours of face-to-face interview without incriminating himself, and it wasn't until he went to the bathroom and left his microphone turned on that he actually said something that became damning. But he said the only thing that was damning. He said he killed them all, Jacob. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Did you just say it's impressive that he got through 20 hours of his life with not admitting that he'd murdered several people? That's not impressive. That is your white man privilege coming through. It is not impressive. He barely, he could 20 hours is three days. <laughs> okay, fair. He could not make it through three. 
three days without admitting that he'd murdered people on camera. But just spinning lies for 20 hours without getting caught up in it. That's not that impressive. (laughs) It's not admirable, but I wouldn't be able to do it. Oh, my God. That's not that... No, it's not that impressive. I'm sorry. No. Okay. Which takes us to our next topic, Matt Doran. The I can do the Adele interview Oh, him, yeah. Had his wedding over the Christmas holidays and he was a really good sport Mm. at his wedding. People posed for pictures with him and his wife holding up cut out of Adele's face (laughs) over their faces and he was, like, laughing. And I was like, that's what he needed to do the whole time, Mm. I think, was just say, yeah, I was an idiot Mm. and embrace it and move on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I shouldn't have been there. Mm -hmm. But anyway... You were, and that's what happened. <laughs> and I got my amazing glitter clutch from... That is stunning. It's cool. So she's Glitter is a neutral. Glitter is a neutral on Instagram, and um, she makes these amazing, um, what is it, like Perspex mm-hmm. glitter, like clutches, and she makes tinsel jackets and all amazing stuff. And um, she messaged me and said, oh, I had some leftover materials, and I, you know, I just thought of you and I made this and it's a clutch, a glitter clutch that says, I can do the Adele interview. <laughs> I love it. I took it to the opera. It's pretty magical. It is pretty magical. Oh, here's um, a random one. So I got really into over the holidays um, listening to, do you listen to Conan O'Brien's podcast? Oh, very rarely. It's really good. Yeah. I normally hate podcasts where a famous man is like, I can do the Adele interview. Like mm. there's so many podcasts where just like a rich white famous dude is like, I could inter- interview people and they'll be the most interesting interviews in the world. Mm-hmm. But the thing with Conan O'Brien is he's incredibly smart, he's incredibly funny, and it was his job to interview people for like 30 years. So mm-hmm. he's very good at it. It's a very funny podcast. And so I got really, I sort of went through the whole back catalogue listening to them all. And he told the funniest story that uh, I listened to it like I'm riding my bike mm-hmm. and I had to pull my bike over because I was laughing so much. Mm-hmm. So he was telling this story about he's friends with Paul Rudd. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you know this story. Um, he might have told it in the Friends reunion, but I didn't watch the Friends reunion. So, okay. So Conan's really good friends with Paul Rudd. And he was talking about this time that Paul Rudd told him he never knows what to do in awkward social situations. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people always assume because you're famous, you're really cool. And, what, and he's like, no, I never know what to do. And he was um, played... Phoebe, the character Phoebe's husband in the last season of Friends. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Paul Rudd married Phoebe. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what Paul Rudd's character's name. He's just Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was part of that whole last season and he was in the last episode uh-huh. as kind of the weird hanger-on because Chandler and Monica were together, um, Ross and Rachel were together, Joey was single Mm. and Phoebe and Paul Rudd were together. So Uh it was kind of like he was just randomly the seventh (laughs) friend, but like not really. Mm -hmm. And so then the last episode was like hugely emotional. It's like they'd been doing it for 11 years. Um, It was the biggest show in the world. Mm. They were each other's family. Like it was just this huge news story. It was this big deal. And they filmed like all their last scenes done in front of a studio audience. They filmed their last scenes and like they filmed their last scene and all of them were like, he wasn't, but they were all in a big hug together, like, you know, consoling each other and crying. And the producers were there who'd been there from day one. Mm. and, and, And they sort of all like, went out onto the soundstage to take a bow in front of everyone and he's standing there and he's like, I felt so awkward because I was part of it, but I wasn't part of it. Mm, like, totally. I, it was like, I was like, hey. And so he goes, so I just, I, I, he goes, I just thought it would be funny. So he goes, I went up to them when they were all in this really emotional embrace and he goes, I went, guys, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I they love all him. turned and he said they looked at him and they were it's like it wasn't the moment for a joke and they were and he was like ah, and they were like mm. and I was just like I oh my god I love him so yes. much and I also love that like people who will take an incredibly poignant moment and make it into a joke is always my most favorite thing mm-hmm. it's always my most favorite thing mm-hmm. like when um um what's his name Jim Rash won uh, best Oscar, uh, screenplay. He won the Oscar for best screenplay. Mm. 
And that whole night, Angelina Jolie had been wearing that ridiculous um, black dress with the mm. thigh-high split and she didn't realise how dumb she looked poking her leg out. <laughs> and so when Jim Rash, he won an Oscar mm. and he gets up on stage to get his Oscar and stands there in his tuxedo jutting his leg out like Angelina Jolie had the whole time. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like for most people the most important moment of your life, but you're just such a cool person. You made it a joke. Yeah. That's funny. That was sensational. Yeah. Oh, I just love when people do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always think the time that you woke up in hospital, looked up and saw Tony and he just went, hey, crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> you mean after I tried to top myself? Yeah. <laughs> perfect timing. Broke the tension perfectly. Broke the tension perfectly. Mm. Or like we won, um, Best Entertainment Podcast of the Year at the Australian <laughs> Podcast Awards, and we accepted the awards as Drunk Moira Roses. <laughs> and we're notably not invited back the following year. <laughs> not invited back. I don't think we ever will be again. Um, oh, oh, um, block your ears, kiddies, because this one's rude. Did you know that this went around on TikTok as well? This is where I, my whole life's TikTok now. Uh-huh. Dentists can tell. If you've recently given head. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Because oh. the pee-pee bruises your soft palate. Oh, oh and they okay. can see it. Thank goodness. I thought it was to do with not flossing properly. No. And debris. <laughs> debris. 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 <laughs> Ew. Oh. Debris. Mm-hmm. You know there is debris there. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what, what did I write in that? A very famous piece I wrote, which I also performed in my stand-up shows about how giving head is the worst. And I said, it doesn't matter how many times you brush your teeth. For a few days, there's going to be sad little sperm there in little sperm graveyards. Your mouth is a graveyard for a little while. Yeah, Mm. it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but dentists said they can tell. Ah, Mm. okay. Went around on TikTok. (laughs) Must be true. Are they taught that in school? I guess. I get yeah, like dental hygienists and dentists, they it's something to do with your soft palate and there's only that's pretty much one of the only things that would do that at that angle. Right. So it can't really mean anything else. <laughs> and how long can they tell for like in between the deed and the dental checkup? Apparently it's uh, apparently it's like a bruise, so few day, like however long a bruise right. lasts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Welcome back, kids. Everyone just wink at your dentist <laughs> next time you have a checkup and see if they wink back. Uh, um, oh, you're wrong about. Uh, it's different now. Mm-hmm. Michael left and it's weird and different. Mm. But um, last week they did an amazing episode on... Um, what happened when Tom Cruise jumped mm. on the couch on Oprah. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good episode. Because it's with Willa Paskin. Yeah, who's She's awesome. She's one of the best. If you're not listening to Decodering, yeah. it is one of the best podcasts in the world. Yeah. I recommend it to everybody. There is an entire episode on Decodering about the history of segues. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Where they mention that the guy who owned the Segway company died by driving off a cliff on a Segway. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a really good... Oh, my God. I've got to give him a second. Shall we chat amongst ourselves, guys? How things been? It's been pretty uh, humid down here in Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> he's lost it. He's lost it. <laughs> Uh, don't forget to get your Just the Just Live tickets <laughs> on sale now. Um, <coughs> where we give quality performances like the one you're currently experiencing. You have to promise you're not going to mention okay, the word I won't segue mention, on I won't stage. Mention it again. Oh, I won't mention it on stage. Because people are paying good money to come. Yeah, to no, and it'll waste their precious time. Yeah. Waste it for, he's crying. He's wiping away tears, people. <gasps> he's, oh, he's found some tissues. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. So I'm anyway, back. that was pretty much all the breaking news. Is that your? It was a really good episode of You're Wrong About mm. of all going into like the cultural history and hysteria around that moment when Tom Cruise fell in love with Katie Holmes and jumped on the couch, which I never thought that was the craziest thing. Nor did I. I was like. 
he's in love, he's a movie star, and he's just being like, woohoo, like he's playing it up for the crowd. Yeah. Like I always just was like, why? And everyone was like, he's crazy. And I'm like, he's so indulgent. Do you think that's what makes him right? crazy? Like, he, that was not the red flag. The jumping on the couch, not the red flag. So I never understood why people thought that was such a big deal. No. But and it, this sort of explains it. Yeah, this episode of You're Wrong About goes into it all and it's, yeah, it's just like really interesting. Mm. Um, oh, and I just want to tell you a cute little family story. <clears throat> so um, on Christmas Eve, which my family celebrates as Gefunch Day, non-denominational gifts and lunch day, we were at my mum's house, who the kids call Ninny, mm. and all the kids were jumping on the trampoline and as is always the way, the bigger kids make the little kids, you know, where you jump and you mm-hmm. hit at the same time and then you go really high. The kids are launched, yep. So, um, oh, shit, I can't remember which twin. It was Layla. It was Layla. Uh-huh. Layla launched into the air, landed funny, and immediately started crying. We sort of just thought she'd had a bit of a shock. We checked her. She seemed fine. Mm-hmm. Like, she wanted to jump back on the couch, uh, or the couch trampoline after a bit. But then a couple, like, but then she was just a bit sooky. Like mm. all afternoon, she was sooky, and we noticed she kept holding her arm. And you know, Rhiannon's a nurse, so Rhiannon kept checking her arm, and mm. she didn't. You know, she seemed okay. Um, but then, like overnight, it just got swollen and bruised, and she kept holding it and couldn't move it. And so they went to the doctor the next day, and she had a fracture, and so she had to get a um, cast and. Um, because it was Christmas, the special children's, like, fracture clinic wasn't open, so mm. they just had to get a temporary cast until they went to get the proper, like, fiberglass, mm. waterproof, fancy one. So she just had an old-school sh- shitty cast on her arm, and she had to have it for, like, a week and a half until they could get to the clinic. And um, when they went to get it removed... <laughs> well, first of all, it was so sad... Rihanna, because she'd got a new scooter for Christmas. The Mm. two twins had each got a scooter for Christmas. And then they got home and she couldn't ride it because you need both hands Mm. to hold a scooter. And so Rihanna said she was, like, quietly watching her and she was, like, trying to ride it. And then she just threw her scooter on the ground and sat down and bowed her head really slowly. (laughs) And just sat there really sad. And then about an hour later, Rihanna came out into the living room and saw her sitting with a plastic knife from her little toy um, picnic set and she was trying to saw it off. (laughs) She was trying to saw off her car. Rihanna said she was really sad for a few days. Anyway, so they get to the clinic about two weeks later and they go to cut it off and they're cutting, 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 cutting. And then when they pull it off, they find a lolly stuck to the palm of her hand (laughs) that looked like it had been there pretty much from the day they put the cast on. And Rhiannon and, like, the doctor said, oh, it happens all the time and they were laughing. But I said to Rhiannon, that is so effing hilarious to me because imagine the torture for two weeks. First of all, just having a gross, Mm. sticky lolly stuck to the palm of your hand. But second of all, knowing there's a lolly there and not being able to get it. Like, can you imagine how often? She was probably trying to saw it off that first night because she wanted the lolly that was stuck in there for two weeks. (sighs) Little kids are such freaks. (laughs) At least for a couple of weeks you were able to tell the twins apart. That's what everyone said. Mm. And then I put up a photo of them like, I don't know, a bit after that, and I was like, something, 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 twins, ha-ha, still can't tell which one it is. And I got all these messages from people going, well, isn't it the one without the cast? And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> but I think she's got it She's got it off now, I think. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. I could tell them apart briefly mm. for a brief window. Now we're back to square one. Back to square one. Mm. Yep. Um, my whole fam got the got the Rona. Yeah. Rhiannon... Um, and Rhiannon got it, then Muhammad got it, and then poor Rhiannon had to wait for all the kids. So it wasn't just like she could get it, then mm. be isolate till she was negative. She had to isolate until all the kids got it, and then mm. all the kids were negative. So Rhiannon was home for a good few weeks. Yeah. Stuck at home. Oh, nightmare. I know. But they're all okay, right? Yeah, they're all fine. They yeah. didn't have, I mean, Aya, who's um, the four-year-old, um, she probably was like a bit fluey for a couple of days. Mm. The rest of them, nothing. Mm-hmm. 
felt fine. That's so good that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good news. But we're still dodging it like ninjas. Yeah, the two of us. Oh, we we can't wait to see who's the last man standing. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, I just feel like it's coming. We're all waiting on the text. Yeah. We're all waiting on that text, the Rona text. <laughs> but um, we'll see. It's closing in. Do you want to? Do you want me to tell you? I told you what my mother did. Shall I suggested? Shall I tell everyone else? Go ahead. So my mother, who is um always coming up with a scam, <laughs> listen to my other podcast. Mum says my memoir is a lie. You'll know what I mean. Um, so my whole family got it in Sydney and I was here in Melbourne and I was on the, it was like early Jan and I was on the phone to my mum telling her, I'm so worried about getting it because from February, I am like out and about. I'm on mm. tour. I've got work in Sydney. I've got work in Adelaide. I, I said like, I, I just, I'm so worried about getting it while I need to be mm. off working. And my mum said, oh my gosh, you know what we'll do, Rosie? We'll all swab our cheek. Like, we'll all swab ourselves. We'll send you saliva in the post and then you just wipe it. Then you'll get it. You'll get it in January. Get it now. Get it out of the way. I said, Mom, I don't want corona by mail. (laughs) You scammer. I said, no, don't send me anything. Every day I was waiting, I was like to Kayla, be careful. Mum might have sent saliva through the mail. Microwave all mail that comes into this house. (laughs) Zap it all. So no, I I um turned down my mother's offer of free corona saliva. <laughs> Tempting as it was. Tempting as it was. So fingers crossed we're both being super careful yeah. because we want this tour to go smoothly. Mm-hmm. No rona. No rona. No rona for any of us. Mm-hmm. And all our venues are like properly all the rules and mm-hmm. spaced and so Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's all of the breaking news, I think, which, I don't know, have we been talking a while? Gosh. Well, lots has been going on. We've got to record our actual episode still next. Yeah. We'll get on to that now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm tired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited. It's a good episode. You've got the energy. Yes. It's a good episode. Um, Yeah. Unless you have anything. Well, I finally started watching Dirty Dancing and- uh, Without me? I need to go back and start from the beginning with you, I think. Why did you start I was so it? not getting into it. I was just compelled in my two weeks of I'm only watching fiction. It was sort of like, all right, catch up on all the things that for ages I've been saying, yeah, I'll watch that one so day. So started I started working through the list. by yourself. Yes. That's not how you watch yeah, it. Yeah, so it wasn't fun enough yeah. and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stop this and then mm, watch mm, it with mm. a diehard fan. I think that'll make it so much more fun. You also need to be pissed. Well, I was. Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound even sadder uh, on yeah. my own. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I need to go back and start that again. I feel like it doesn't really count. Mm-mm. Same for Paddington 2. I, I tried it and that. I was like, yeah, so let's do those together. Yeah, and we also really need to go see Spencer. I want to take and you tonight. House of Gucci. Oh, yeah, waiting till that's streaming. I was going to go see it on New Year's Day until I saw it yet? so long. Yeah, it's really I can't long. sit in a cinema for that long. Um, Spencer. Oh, we should go see it. Let's go see it tonight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that was it. All right, um, because that was super long, this is its own episode, and our other episode is in back back in the go to your phone. Somewhere in the feed. It's in the feed there. Okay. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Listener.